0: Welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again this week, and I'd say Happy Pentecost to all of my brothers and sisters across the globe. As the time you are listening to this, we will be fastly approaching Sunday, May 23rd, which is Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate the coming and the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, depending on what tradition you are in. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, something that for me growing up, I don't I don't really recall a whole lot of teachings about the Holy Spirit, at least that aspect of the Trinity. So we're gonna do a little bit of education today, just briefly. Maybe talk about some things that um, you have never heard of before. But uh, I just I want to say just real quick for everyone at this podcast, it's just been amazing the feedback on social media and in person for all of the interviews. And I promise you, I have some really cool interviews coming up. So feel free to continue to check us out on YouTube, Apple. Google, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you to, uh, again, um, the tremendous, tremendous commitment you all have uh, for this podcast. The faithful listeners, I really appreciate it. Continue to uh, celebrate with me every week as we try to figure out what the heck we're doing here. <laughs> because uh, I need all the help I can get. So anyway, um, without further ado here, I you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit three aspects of our Trinity, and we could do a whole episode on the Trinity in and of itself, of course. I mean, that, that deserves its own own podcast, but as we're celebrating the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, it's an important aspect to figure out, like, well, why are we celebrating that aspect of the Trinity? Well, if we remember, and if your well, Bible recollection is, is pretty good, you'll remember that Jesus... Uh, before he ascended, breathed on his disciples the Holy Spirit. They go out and celebrate, and he returns to the Father. But if we look at the passage uh, in John chapter 14, he actually tells his disciples before all this happens uh, what he is going to do how, and what he's going to send and what it's going to mean ultimately. And then that's something that I find just utterly fascinating because he just tells them, like, I'm going to send you this advocate or helper. And in some modern English translations, we use helper or advocate. And it goes back to the Greek word parakletos, and when those, when para and um, kaleo are, are formed together to have this noun, um, it's it's something that you know from the Greek understanding. Parakletos, if they were to use that word, it would be used in a judicial sense. It, it's somebody who is to come alongside and defend you, like kind of like a lawyer, but just a defense attorney. Somebody who's close to you knows your story, knows. Uh, you know, all the intimate details and then defends you, which is very interesting, right? So it's applicable in that sense, but it goes a lot deeper from the Christian understanding. It's something that it means, you know, to draw close to someone. And when you look at the words of Christ in John chapter 14, he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans before I'm going to send you this helper. And it's this idea that as we see these basically three different eras of how God interacted with humanity. You have God you know, in the Old Testament, through the workings of the prophets, that's what our, our book of Hebrews even says. You know, many times God has spoken through his prophets and our forefathers, but now he's in these recent days, he's spoken to us through his son. Obviously, then you have the Christ, you have the fulfillment of all of the prophets and the prophecies, and we celebrate that at Advent, coming nature of Christ, and then its culmination at Easter and his life, death, and resurrection. And then it's like, what's next? What, what happens now? It's this grand story that's told and it's kind of like this epilogue of, wait a minute, Jesus is still walking around, like what's the plan now? You've conquered death, you've made salvation known to the rest of the world now, because you're going to give these charges to to Paul and these other disciples, how they're going to cross that Jewish and Gentile line, and it's just going to be one church, one family. Well, what's the plan, Jesus? Like, are you going to stay here forever? No. And in the same passage, John 14, he says, if if you love me, you will be glad, you'll be joyful that I'm going back to the Father. And that's why, you know, the, the disciples, they celebrate um, the fact that, you know, Jesus is going back, you know, once he ascends in our gospel accounts. It's, it's somewhat of a mystery to me because, like, that would be kind of sad, wouldn't it, to see, like, your master, teacher, rabbi, your friend who who was your closest uh, companion and ally, then he dies, you think he's dead, now he comes back to life, and wait, he is who he said he was the entire time, oh my gosh, and now he leaves again? But yet, our scripture says the disciples were fully prepared and filled with joy. Well, why is that? Well, it's because of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says in that John passage that, you know, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And that's how we will, you will tell. That's how we will tell if you love me or not, whether or not you're willing to do these things. The disciples have been given the Holy Spirit, given that that joy. They see Jesus return to the Father because they truly loved him. They come back with joy, and now it's mission time. They've been given the Spirit, and then we work our way right to Pentecost. And when you look at the Holy Spirit again, this parakletos, what an amazing and intimate thing for something that it's going to draw near to you. And Jesus is right. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to be there. You will not be alone. And we as Christians, we take the Holy Spirit with us, allow him to guide our steps. God is so close to humanity. It's our hearts that are far from God. It's our sin that separates us. God is always there. He's not gonna leave us nor forsake us. He's not gonna leave us as orphans. What what a beautiful thing. From the master and teacher, savior of the world, giving that promise. and the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, what it does is it unifies and brings clarity. There's no confusion. There's no mankind's will. It's the will of God represented in the Holy Spirit. Our lesser talked about arm of the Trinity, in my opinion, the Holy Trinity. And and that's what's difficult is the, the ancient understanding of parakletos and how a lot of people talked about it was this kind of personalized nature, which is, been infused in our American gospel lexicon, I guess, because it's a personal relationship with God. And when it's the Holy Spirit, you know, you can't, it's obviously something you can't test because there is a quest for historical Jesus. You can make a lot of arguments for the existence of God that are based in rationale and logic, and also with the historicity of Christ, the the interpretation of history and the reliability of history that Christ was an actual figure of history. But when you talk about the Holy Spirit, something that for a lot of people is more ethereal, it's more maybe emotional-based, or for some critics it's a placebo effect. Well, how do you test those waters out? And and that's where more modern understanding of paracletos is this communal um, salvation uh, aspect, is that it's this sanctification that comes to Uh, comes to us by being together. And it's this intimacy that's brought by the Holy Spirit. It's not one person's show. It's not one person having everything figured out, but it's quite opposite. I mean, who has anything figured out? But for any of us who have been in a debate or been on on the receiving end of disagreements in the church from two maybe holy people who are both pursuing God, but yet they have come to the complete opposite conclusions, I mean, that's difficult. And when you say, well, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm reading my Bible, and I've heard the Holy Spirit tell me this, and it's like, oh, that's great, but I heard him tell me this, and it's a complete opposite. Now, how do we deal with that tension? How do we reconcile that? Is God just left up to matters of interpretation? Because you know, some people, it's like, well, the Holy Spirit, he's not here physically like Jesus to give us a clear and concise answer. And what you're getting at is, uh, ultimately, it's motive. You're speaking to the motive and the hearts of man. And when you're trying to connect with the Holy Spirit, what's your motive? You, you can want something holy to be done, you can ask for the Holy Spirit's presence, but what's the end game? Is it still for you to be right, your vision to succeed? Uh, Is it all about you still? Even though that goal might be a very good thing. It might be an altruistic mission or a goal that you have. You know, Like, I want to do this so that the church can succeed. That's fantastic. No one's going to attack that motive, but is it still about you, though? Like, your motive is to eventually, you know, spread more of the gospel, but if it's still about you, that's where, like, we as Christians need to be able to bind ourselves to one another in love while we pursue and ask for the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. That That's my prayer, and it's a hard thing. God's will is hard. It's an arduous journey. But I think as we understand the gift of the Holy Spirit He's not far from us at all, and that's maybe a tautology, something that's just said over and over again, and we we as preachers, podcasters, influencers, however you want to say it, just find more creative ways to say the same old thing. But I think it's a very important aspect to just, if, if there's anything that us Christians need to hear more of, is the fact the Holy Spirit's there. It's the heart of man that goes awry. It's the heart of man that goes for a journey of its own. That's what separates us. So as we celebrate Pentecost here on May 23rd, as we rejoice in the gift of the Holy Spirit, this advocate, this helper, just remember the words of Jesus and why that gift was given, so that we're not left alone. When we're tempted to do our own thing, let us tune our hearts to the Spirit. Let's focus on Him. Thank you, everyone. May God bless you and... May God keep you.